My guest today is Russ Frushtick, and we are going to talk about Red Faction Guerrilla Remastered. This is Dave Tack, and you are listening to Polygon's Quality Control. Frustic and I know the best game of the week. Yeah. Uh-huh. There it is. See what I did there? I did. Uh-huh. Hi, it's a callback. Hey, Dave. How's it going? Welcome. Welcome back to Are the listeners Control. still there? Or did they depart almost immediately when that I don't. I hope not. I hope they're here. Uh, well, I wanted to talk about Red Faction Gorilla today because I love this game. It's an amazing game. It's it's really one of the best open world games I've ever played. Yeah, let me let me take you back to uh, maybe a simpler time. So it's 2009. Oh, man. Yeah, the Xbox 360 is four years old. I'm working at a bank. Uh, my favorite podcast in the world is the Joystick Podcast. And one day uh, I'm listening and the guys start talking about this game that I'd never heard before uh, called Red Faction Guerrilla. And like at this point in my life, uh, this is sort of the primary way that I make decisions about what games to buy is I just listen to people who I trust. And then I, if they say a game is good, I'm like, okay, I'll spend $60 on that. And, uh, you know, I don't remember the specifics of the discussion. What I remember is I thought I have to buy this game. And so I went out and I bought it, probably a physical copy, certainly a physical copy. It's 2009. And I started playing it, and I was not huge into open world stuff at the time, but I think I quickly figured out that, as you just said, this is one of the best open world games ever. Did you? Did, I feel like there wasn't a bunch of hype for this when it came out. It's certainly not a bunch of hype for it right now, uh, the remastered edition. Yeah. So the um, when the game came out, Red Faction, Red Faction had obviously been a franchise that had existed in the early PC gaming days, and the big hook, the marketing hook that it had, was that. It was a first-person shooter, and you could shoot through walls, right? It was a first-person shooter? Pretty I, don't, I sure, never I'm played I'm pretty them. sure the original was a first-person shooter. And you could basically shoot through walls, bore through walls, as it were, and like you could deform the geometry. And back then, when the original came out some many moons earlier, I want to say early 2000s, it was like pretty amazing that you could do that. Like The technology was pretty ahead of its time um, that you could like alter the game world's geometry in such a way now obviously we see that all the time in whatever Fortnite and you name it but at the time it was very groundbreaking so that came out and then there was a sequel to red fraction and that came out and they were both pretty good games but not like groundbreak uh, pun groundbreaking as it were and then this game came out so so this game um came out after the enthusiasm around gta 4 four i want to say like the game that made open world stuff kind of unbelievably good uh, yeah i mean it, it certainly set a new bar for 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 open world games and then um but for this game you know visually if you just look at screenshots i don't think it looks that spectacular uh it's set on mars which is a very red and brown and kind of depressing looking place yeah, it has that thing that I think a lot of people have criticized over the years, which is like this dreary, drab, brown yeah. world. Except that it's on Mars, so it actually, there's a point to that here. Yeah, I mean, it is it is from an era, but you're right, they do sort of justify it. And there are regions in the game that aren't just that. 
But for the most part, it's it's pretty depressing. So why are people so into it? And honestly, I think it really just comes down to one specific thing that the game does extremely, extremely well, and that is environmental destruction. Uh-huh. No game before during since has come anywhere close to how much fun it is to knock down i'm sorry language in this game um basically anything you can see in the world can be i I think there might be some exceptions but by and large anything can be knocked down yep yep i mean like the bullet points are it's a third person shooter set in an open world and that's not special but the destructible environments which was sort of a theme around, I think, this time in video games, were just amazing. Like, the idea that basically anything but a mountain you can destroy. (laughs) And not just that you can destroy it, but, like, they they build the gameplay around the idea that you're supposed to destroy things. Yeah, it's heavily encouraged that you go around and destroy things. It ties into just about every mission. And it's just like very much a big, big part of the game world. And I do want to mention, like at this point, you mentioned, uh, game, you know, world destruction had become sort of a big deal. We'd seen games like uh, Hulk, Hulk Ultimate Destruction and uh, uh, Earth Defense Force are games that uh, Battlefield Bad Company uh, comes to mind. Battlefield Bad Company. Well, I do want to mention those two games. Battlefield's a good example that I want to bring up in a second. Those two games in particular have world destruction, but. It's pretty simple, which is to say, like, there's a building and you punch it and then the building just sort of like poofs in smoke. And um, that's not really what you're seeing in Red Faction. There is like full structural integrity to all the buildings in the game to the point where you can like literally walk around with a hammer and be like, you know, that looks like it's holding up the building and knock down a pillar and the whole building collapses around you in a giant heap. And it is so satisfying. It's spectacular. Yeah, I I started playing. So the reason we're talking about this, I should be clear, is that they uh, released uh, this week the Red Faction Guerrilla Remastered Edition, which is just Mm -hmm. Red Faction Guerrilla that is prettier and runs on, you know, modern consoles and and PC. And Mm -hmm. uh, I, I started playing the game for the first time in years. And like the very first thing you do like the the like the introductory mission is you go up to a building and throw charges at it and then set off the charges and destroy it. And to get there you have to use the sledgehammer that you always have to destroy, you know, like a concrete wall that's in front of you to get there. Like it, it makes no it wastes no time yeah. telling you exactly what this game is. And it just winds up being a a ton of fun. Yeah, and it also, I think, is very smart in the way that it sort of unfolds your ability to destroy stuff, which is to say you start with, as you said, basic, you know, explosive charges and a hammer. And then as you progress through the game, you're unlocking other weapons and equipment. And some of that is designed specifically to fight enemies, but most of it is designed to take buildings down in different ways so you get sort of like a laser gun that basically vaporizes like metal struts. <laughs> so you can basically destroy buildings from afar if you like shoot the proper like load bearing parts of it. Um, you get sort of towards the end of the game, you get this insane uh, black hole mine. It just disintegrates things. It just sucks everything in within distance. And, and they did throw in 
in case you thought this game was too serious, they did throw in some extremely goofy ragdoll physics for your character model. So if you happen to be <laughs> under a building when it collapses or near something like a black hole mine, comical things occur as your body just flips and <laughs> flops its way uh, around. I do want to mention when I played through this game the first time, I actually wrote an article for Game Informer about this. The first time I played this game, I put it on easy. And that is how I would recommend everyone play this game. And honestly, almost all open world shooters should be played on easy. Because the thrill of these games has nothing to do with the challenge of surviving and getting behind cover and and using the world to whatever. It's about doing the thing in the most epic way possible. And games like Saints Row, I think, really acknowledge this, especially towards the end. And this game... Uh, which, if I recall, is made by the same Saints Row people, Volition, right? It's Volition, yep. So they know like what is really good about these games. And granted, you can play it for a challenge if you want to play it on normal or hard. But I would strongly recommend Easy because it is way more fun to just ignore everyone and just be silly about it. Yeah, there's there's no shame in doing that. And if I remember correctly, that was a thing that they said years ago, uh, nine years ago, apparently, on the Joystick podcast. Like... Oh, really? There's a, yeah, there's just a, um, there's no need to get frustrated. Because there's right. this, this actually gets to another thing that I think is kind of amazing about the game, which is, yes, everything you said is true about destroying buildings. Like It is a game where, like, you have these objectives to go take down this smokestack or building or whatever. And it's more than just setting charges or or, or, or even hammering away with your sledgehammer. Like, every building has a sort of structural integrity to it. And if you find the load-bearing walls, that's a way to take them down efficiently. Or you can just chuck a bunch of explosives at it and, and, and destroy it. But what happens, like, the layer on top of that, I think, is what really makes the, the game work really well. Because there's two things happening at once. The first is you're destroying stuff. The second is the story is that you're basically liberating mars from the bad guys so you're mm, mm, well it, everybody keeps saying you're not a terrorist but uh that's, a, that's not worth really going into but like you're there's there's bad guys right and you're you're <laughs> disrupting th- yeah, yeah sure. something like terror i mean that right in, in the title you're using guerrilla warfare to take down what is essentially an occupying force yes thank you and uh when you start destroying buildings and cars and things like that, the bad guys know about that. And there's this system where I, I remember the first time I played it, I, I realized at a certain point that, like, as long as I just keep creating havoc, the game will continue to serve up things for me to do, mm-hmm. even if I'm standing in one place. So the more I destroy, the more enemies will pull up in their vehicles they'll get out and it just becomes this at like every every point in the game where you can do destruction which is almost every point in the game is also an opportunity to create this massive on the fly fight between you and the bad guys and then there's this other system layered on top of that which is the more destruction you do the more the sort of oppressed population of mars comes to your side so you're doing more destruction killing more bad guys, and then instantly getting more recruits. So they're fighting on your side as more bad guys come, and you just create, the, like, constantly create this sort of loop where you can just fight basically infinitely yeah. and destroy basically infinitely. And I, it's just, 
it is a it, it is basically the thing I think that every game sort of aspires to, which is to set up a system w- that that kind of just works and the fun retains, even though they don't control every aspect of the system. Yeah, yeah. I think for games like GTA, obviously that have a star system, a wanted system, if you will, mm-hmm. um, you know, those experiences happen as well. But the but the limitations are essentially you're one person, so your options are stand there with a rocket launcher and shoot the cop cars as they show up or whatever, or you drive away and have a, you know, a chase. Um, and that's basically it. Like you don't have a lot more options than that. And, and here you could, you know, get in a mech and, and march over all the enemies, or you could, as you said, recruit more guys. And it just seems like there's again, more variety to the core gameplay that allows things to get like really silly and fun that I that I appreciate. And again, we don't see that as often as I would like in games. So that's it's pretty dope. Yeah, it did something genuinely unique in in, in my eyes. Like the, the the way that it worked was not a thing you would I would think as much as I appreciate it that I would see it in a ton of other games. And I really haven't. <laughs> in fact, I did we didn't see it in the next Red Faction game. That which which was uh, came out a, a couple of years later. It was the oh right, yeah. It was called Red Faction. Um, I do not remember the subtitle, but it was not an open world game. It was a third person shooter. It had some of the mechanics, certainly some of the destruction and stuff like that. But they uh, Red Faction Armageddon. Armageddon. Thank you. They they got rid. It played more like uh, Dead Space, yeah, which is to say like a horror game. Um, which was, it was not a great, it was a fine game. It wasn't a bad game, but it, it just wasn't, it didn't capture the magic and the thrill. It seemed like they didn't know why the first game was so popular and successful. Either that, or it was just the first game was a lot more expensive and this was like a cheaper song. Right. Either they forgot why it worked or they were working under some sort of constraint and they had to make a game that wasn't as sort of ambitious. Yeah. Because it was like, it was unintentionally the best demo ever. Like, I remember downloading the demo for the game when it came out and just sort of... For Armageddon, you mean? Yeah. 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 And just sort of cringing because I was... Because you're, like, I'm in a cave and walking upstairs and it's like, this is not at all all of the stuff that yeah. I liked about that first game. Yeah. Almost the entire game takes place in caves, which, come on, it, I mean, guys. It's the Right. The precise and exact opposite of the first game and... Well, actually, the first game, the last game, because apparently it's the yeah. third Red Faction game. But yeah, it's just it's one of those weird sequels where, hey, almost like Westworld season two, <laughs> where they where I feel like they sort of forgot the magic that that made their their previous attempt so successful. More Red Faction Guerrilla in just a minute. But first, I want to tell you about Gamefly. It's the best way to buy and rent all your favorite games. It puts video games where they belong in the hands of the gamers who love them. With your monthly subscription to Gamefly.com, you can pick your favorite games from over 9,000 titles and have them mailed directly to your door. Don't waste your money buying this year's new games before you know if they're worth it. With Gamefly, you have access to all the newest game releases and you can keep them to play as long as you want. Here's how it works. There's one monthly fee for un limited video game rentals of all the most popular titles from Madden to Call of Duty for as little as 54 cents a day you'll always get free shipping and you can cancel 
at any time. Again, there's over 9,000 titles to choose from, which means you can find your favorites somewhere in that giant pile of video games. Again, you can keep the games as long as you want. There's no late fees or no due dates. When you're tired of the game, you just mail it back, and Gamefly will send you a new game that you choose. So you don't have to worry about, you know, leaving your house or uh, whether the game that you want is going to be out of stock at your local retailer. Hey, fun fact, they now offer movie rentals too. So go to Gamefly.com slash quality control to start your free premium 30-day trial. That premium trial allows you to check out two games or movies at a time. You can only get this offer by visiting Gamefly.com slash quality control. That's Gamefly.com slash quality control. And you get a better first free month trial because that regular trial is only one game at a time. Now you can get two games. So now go sign up and start playing all your favorite games absolutely free for 30 days. I, I did want to mention um, specifically a, a game that's coming out that uh, for a while looked like it was going to capture a lot of the same magic that Red Faction Guerrilla did. But now I'm not so sure. And that game is Crackdown 3. Huh. Uh, I don't know if you've been following the the coverage. Yeah of this game for, for for many years it feels like yeah indeed so when the first game was first shown which i want to say was like four years ago something nuts like that the technology that was shown they were this was at the time that microsoft was highlighting their like cloud computing technology yep and what they allowed the tech to do was essentially a lot of the same stuff that we saw in red faction or gorilla but like on mass like in the way that there might have been one super tall building in Red Faction Guerrilla, but here it was an entire city and the whole city would be, we'd be seeing that level of destruction. And I was so, so pumped about it. I should say when I was at Gamescom mm, two, two, year, three, two years ago, two years ago, I'm going to say, yeah, I played a like behind closed doors demo of it where they were doing the multiplayer stuff, which is just wreck stuff in a big city and they had the demo set up in a way that highlighted what was happening on the console and what was happening in the cloud so like there was there were basically color-coded buildings to show you what was happening here and what was happening in the cloud and, and that only existed because they could you know use the processing power of both at the same time right exactly and uh but since then they've well it kind of went very quiet and then recent trailers that have shown off the game have like really not looked like that at all. It sort of seems like they realized that they couldn't pull it off or the budget was too crazy or whatever it was. And uh, at this point, it's now very much sort of de-emphasized and it's more, it honestly just looks like a, a pretty standard crackdown game, which is to say like open world, you jump around and you shoot stuff, but but a lot of that destruction stuff does not seem to be a crucial element, which is a big disappointment, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the nice thing about Red Faction Guerrilla is it won't disappoint. Yep, you know exactly what you're getting. I Do you happen to know, so I played the game on PC about a year ago, maybe two, and it looked very clean on PC because it had gotten like an HD update, I guess. So do you happen to know, like, if there's any difference between that version and the version that's on PC now, or do people need to rebuy it? Yeah, my understanding is if you have the PC version, you're going to get an upgrade to okay. the remastered edition. Yeah. But on, I've been playing on uh, PS4, and it looks exactly like you think it would look, which is a game that came out a while ago that people took the time 
and gave the attention, uh, you know, that it needed to make it look good on new consoles. Like, they didn't rebuild the game from the ground up, but it's clearly, sure. like, you know, higher-res textures. It runs uh, on my PS4 Pro. It's running at 60 FPS, so it's it's really smooth. It's a twenty nine ninety nine game, so, you know, it's it's the barrier to entry is much smaller uh, than it would otherwise be. And it, I think it's coming out at a pretty darn good time because we're in that sort of post-E3 slowdown where it would be easy to get into a game like this. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. So yeah, I, it's Red Faction Remastered. It's uh, it's it's a lot of it's like it's it's dumb fun, but in the best sort of way. I um, I'm very happy about that. <laughs> yeah, it, it is definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one. It's it's kind of the perfect game to get the sort of remastered treatment, which is just if you're on PC, this is a non-issue because you can just go play it but there's a lot of people out there i imagine who are console first players and uh i think they'll be pretty happy with this yeah it's i think it'll be a good either blast from the past or a game if you've never played it a a total delight of a game that has aged actually really well yeah yeah all right well uh that's uh red faction gorilla remastered thanks why do you keep saying that because it's because that's what it's called remars oh oh is it really Uh i didn't I didn't understand that until just now. It's a very punny title. The the THQ, they did this with uh, Darksiders 2, with the Darksiders War Mastered Edition. I don't think THQ exists anymore, so whoever is doing it. You know, we might as well tell the story about that uh, real quick here. So THQ is the publisher, uh, Volition's the developer when this game comes out, and then THQ... Uh, I think largely because of the UDraw tablet <laughs> files for for bankruptcy yeah. in December 2012. My friend bought uh, Pictionary for the Wii Oof. and has a bona fide UDraw tablet that, like, every time I go over for the kids' birthdays, I'd like to just take out and look at as as a as a as a that's amazing a terrible terrible relic of 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 another era. But I think the story there, generally speaking, is that they uh, released this. You know, it's basically a tablet that you could use to to play, to to hook up to your uh, consoles and play games. And uh, they made a bet that it was going to be way, way, way more successful than it actually wound up being. Like, I think it was successful. And then they essentially filled up warehouses with stock that never went anywhere. And through a combination of a bunch of things, but that being a big part, THQ files for bankruptcy in the end of 2012, like December 2012, and Nordic Games buys basically all of THQs. I, I don't think it's literally all, but the overwhelming majority uh, of THQs like brands and assets and even the name THQ. And uh, last year they changed their name from Nordic Games to THQ Nordic. Weird. Oh, no, that was in 2016. And they've spent the last uh, few years doing some remastered or remastered editions. Like I said, there's that Darksiders War Mastered Edition, another Ugh. freaking great game, <laughs> weird name. Kaiko, K-A-I-K-O, is the studio behind this remastered, but like THQ is, a, well, like reborn-ish. Sure, in the way that Atari still kind of exists. But like they're making another, oh God, we're going to talk a lot about this when this happens because I loves me some Darksiders. But they're making another Darksiders game, a third 
Darksiders game, and that is uh, at a studio largely comprised of people who used to make Darksiders games. So it's it's yeah, it's an interesting, uh, like a sad story for THQ, but it's kind of working out in some ways. Like for example, yeah, Red Faction Gorilla's back, bringing it back. All right, Russ, uh, thank you very much. Thanks, David. Uh, bye bye. Listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.